Hello, welcome back if you've come back and welcome if you're tuning in for the first time. I'm Caroline, your host, and I'm very sick right now, so that's why my voice sounds like this, but it's just for the intro. In the real episode, my voice is normal. This episode was very personal, and I talk a lot about the friends that I have now, who inspire me, who I admire a lot. I also talk about the friends who I used to be really close to back in high school and have lost touch, and my reflections on those past relationships. I also move to friendships that I have now, where I struggle to find the time and the social battery to get to know them more, or I struggle to make new friends because I'm at placement so much, and by the time I get home, I'm so tired. I also reflect on why I like talking about people's hobbies as a conversation starter and why I would recommend if you are ever in a situation where it's a little bit awkward or the conversation is a tiny bit boring or you should always talk about hobbies and why that allows people to show the most exciting or interesting parts of themselves. So thanks for tuning in this week and I'll see you soon. I recently had a very refreshing, exciting conversation with a friend that I want to discuss. Basically, the context of this friendship is we have been friends since uni. We met in high school. We met, we did a play together, but we became friends in uni because we were doing the same course. And when we met, just like everyone else, like we clicked because I think everyone wants to make friends so everyone's really friendly and yeah so the whole point is like we get along well and we've been to a few dinners before this dinner but they've all been in the group setting so we like laugh a lot and make jokes together in a group I don't really talk to this person one-on-one just because I don't see them around much we don't go to the same hospital um And even in uni, like, we didn't do the same classes together, so I didn't see this person around much. But recently, I went to the city for dumplings with a big group of about 15, 20 people. Um, And it was not a friendship group. This group is just a bunch of people from the same university who are going to... um, this this event in the Gold Coast in two weeks together. So this of this dinner was planned to help people to meet each other and get to know each other a bit better before we head off to the Gold Coast together. And we took the me and this friend took the train there and back together and it was really interesting and fun and I think the reason why this conversation out of all the other conversations I had that week or the past month has sort of been at the front of my mind or stuck out the most is because I got to see a side to this friend that I hadn't before. Um, So he has this YouTube channel and he's had it before we met so I wasn't there for the creation of this YouTube channel but and I and I've known for this whole time that he's you know been building it and been reaching milestones with it and it's amazing but 
because the videos are tailored towards how to get into uni um, or how to do well in high school to get into the degree that you want. Like, because I am already in uni, I'm not really interested in those kind of videos. So I don't watch because I'm interested. Sometimes I might watch a video to once every two, three months just to, you know, show my support or to just, you know, see like, oh, what kind of videos is he making now? But like I'd never seen like the the passionate side of him before. And so on the train ride, about 30 minutes to and back from the city, I just listened to like how much he loves this side quest how this is something that he's created for himself and he's reaching these milestones that he could not have expected to reach before he set up this channel and how he wants to change the direction of the content because he is also growing as a person. And I think that's really amazing. And I definitely agree that your content should no, I, I definitely agree that the content that someone makes, it makes sense for it to change as the person is also growing. And for someone who would be 21 or 22 to make videos on how to do well in high school can be perhaps out of touch just because it's been so long since you did high school. And I'm sure people who would have done high school more recently would might have a, would have a fresher point of view. So to hear about like he's something that he's so passionate about, something he takes very seriously and it's very important to him and for it to be a hobby that has turned into something so big makes me feel inspired just because I have so many hobbies that I'm pursuing at the same time. So outside of this podcast, I like love going swimming and you know, doing other fun things, but like, it's just interesting. And I feel, I think a part of me also really didn't forget this conversation because I feel so proud for what he's created for himself. And I do feel a bit inspired too, because I think like talking to someone or listening to someone talk about a thing that they're so inspired by or passionate about really makes me feel excited for my own hobbies, like the direction of my own podcast. Another thing that has happened recently is one of my closest friends is about to move away on exchange in Ireland for a whole year. And I have not, I haven't discussed this with her specifically just because I don't think I'm ready to. She's basically leaving in two two weeks, so I don't have very long. The background with my friendship with her is we met five years ago when she moved schools and she moved into the school that I was going to. And year 11 and 12, we like the curriculum, what is it, what am I trying to say, like, like it's, it's, like the IB runs across the two years, so you have classes with the same people all for the two years, 
And that meant that we were in the same classes for some of the subjects. And we got really close over high school and we saw each other every day. And then when we graduated, we still stayed in touch, but definitely not as much. Maximum once a week because we were um, running together on Sundays. And something about this friend that is really special is she, like, she immediately struck, caught my, could not caught my attention, but when I first met her, I immediately knew that we were going to be friends for a long time. I immediately knew that she was someone that I wanted to get to know and I wanted to be close with. And when she met my parents, we were in the car to go to go somewhere. And my dad also mentioned, and he is very good at reading people. He also mentioned, like, I think this is someone that you, it would, like, is a good influence for you. And I would like for her to be in your life for a really long time. Or if not really long time, like, I would like you to learn from her because I think she's a great person. She's got incredible um, morals. She's very kind. She's very authentic and genuine. And she's also extremely smart and manages her time well. Like she is the, in my opinion, the ideal daughter, friend and student. So I, I love this girl to bits. Like I, I, I love her company and I just love her a lot. And in uni, I guess from the rush of making so many new friends and, you know, starting this whole new chapter of my life and you know the the change from graduating high school and starting uni I think I that we didn't get a lot of chances to be close or to meet up and there was a period where with the COVID lockdown and we weren't running anymore we didn't see each other or text at all and we don't like I just don't text my friends that much um only if like I will only talk to people that I like that I'm seeing in person I don't really text at all and like we especially don't text each other the only if I were to look at our text history like you would not like to scroll up like I would not have any evidence of how close we are because it's just hey are you running this Sunday yeah okay see you at 9am at the park okay like, those are all of our conversations. And sometimes it's, hey, how are you? Um, <laughs> so, so this is definitely a friendship that is solely in person. Which is strange because in high school, when in year 12, which is when COVID happened and we did high school basically online and from home, we still ate lunch together in a group online on Zoom for the first couple of weeks because... It was so weird for us to be having school online. So we've we've had an online relationship before, but yeah, strictly in person. Anyway, we stopped running for a period of time and we stopped seeing each other. But then recently, a couple months ago, we reached out to each other and we started running again. And to to run with her again, to see her weekly again was 
also very refreshing. I love spending time with her. I think I can be completely myself around her. I don't feel like I have to be the most interesting side. Like I don't have to show the most interesting side of myself or anything. Like she is just so down to earth and I feel like I can be, you know, myself around her. And I love that about our conversations. And she's just really funny. She's really interesting to listen to. She's got some of the, she just, she's just got such a, she is such a good storyteller as well. And I, when I was preparing for this episode and I was just thinking about, like talking about this friend, I realized that despite us seeing each other every day in high school, I have never felt closer to her than I am now. And we see each other like once a fortnight, once a week max. And that's really interesting because maybe the conversations that we are able to have now in our own time where we're not sort of like trying to sneakily talk to each other in chemistry, um, the conversations are better, maybe that we've both matured a little bit and we've become even more compatible with each other. I'm not sure, but I feel very close to her right now. And just as we are about to, you know, just as we just got close again, I find out that she's had this amazing opportunity to move to Ireland for a year. And I... Like anyone would, I feel really sad about that. And I'm sure I'm not the... I know this is something that is quite universal. People have friends that move away. But... And I know that it's common. But it's not really common in Australia. People do move after high school to go overseas and I do have friends that have gone overseas or gone into state for uni but the culture of moving out of home and into a dorm room right after high school isn't that common in Australia as it is in the states for example where like that is such a norm and I've never had to experience a really close friend move away before so this is my first time going through this and I feel I don't know I just feel very I can't I don't have any other words besides sad and I I definitely feel more emotions than sad but I am really dreading the day that she has to leave and I saw her a couple days ago for breakfast and I haven't been able to tell her that I feel this way just because I know that she is also moving out of home at the same time. Like as much this is a life change for me that my friend is moving away, def- like the the effect of this exchange is definitely bigger in her on her life, of course. She's moving away from home for the first time and for someone who's so close to her family, like this is going to be a massive change for her and her parents. So I don't want, you know, like the, my feelings about her leaving to add on top of 
you know the sadness that she feels about leaving her family and leaving her home and leaving her the place that she spent the last five years in but yeah and I I might tell her I might I, like we might see each other again before she leaves I don't know because like she's going to the states for another exchange she's going to New York for a week um and then like I'll be in the Gold Coast so I don't know if we will end up catching up before she goes to Ireland but I I hope I do and I haven't decided if I'm going to tell her like like to to show her the degree to which her moving away has affected me because I don't she doesn't know um I've just been like oh like have you packed or (laughs) have you booked your plane ticket so on to the main part of this episode and that is Making friends, specifically the changes to friendships from high school to uni and like things that I've noticed about my own friendships and the friendships around me that I think aren't talked about enough and maybe they are talked about but they're just not talked about enough in my life and I think from some of the conversations I've had, I believe this may be a universal experience or at least something that's quite common, but maybe people don't talk about this a lot. The first difference is the amount of exposure and time that we have with our friends is completely different in uni compared to high school. In high school, we will, I ate lunch with the same five people every day. And then I had homeroom with the same people every day. So we would talk during homeroom, talk during lunch, five days a week for basically all the years of high school. There were additions and like throughout the years and some people left to go to different schools. But the core, like the core people in the group was the same for basically all of high school, all six years. And... I noticed that during high school, naturally in in a group of six people, there are going to be some people you're closer to and some people that you don't like as much or you don't feel close as much. And I was just thinking like that friendship group was everything to me in high school. And I'm very grateful to all the people who were in it because they definitely made my high school experience better. And I definitely learned a lot from some of the people and yeah I learned but I would not enjoy their company if I were to meet them again for the first time where I am now um which makes sense because we've all grown up a lot and some people I haven't seen again since we graduated and then I had my 18th party and then I haven't seen them again since my, since my 18th. The whole point is there are times where, or there were people in the group where I would not hang out one-on-one, but it was more like, I would rather, I guess, like them have company in the group or I have their company and we eat lunch together in this group. And sometimes some of the friendships are made just because you'd rather have someone to eat with and someone to, you know, talk to. 
rather than being alone. And that's a little bit different from uni because now I really would rather eat alone than have to make small talk with someone. But that wasn't really like me back in high school. In high school, I was really terrified of the idea of like not having friends or worse, looking like I didn't have friends. And I don't want to ever discredit the people that I was close to in high school because like just don't discredit oh why do I stumble over this word um like discredit the the, these people these friendships that I made because they were really great for me at the time but the whole point is I just sort of sat with people that I tolerated and didn't particularly like very much or loved very much just because they were there in the group and throughout the years we just sat in the same group And I just don't think that that's a thing that happens for people in uni. If there's now, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but now I am extremely selective to the point where I don't really give people a lot of chances when I'm meeting them for the first time. And if they've done something when we first meet that gives me the ick, I will not talk to them again, unless it is completely compulsory. In uni, friendships become different because we have to make the time to see the people that we love. We are no longer blessed with a timetable where we're sitting, we're able to have lunch with each other every day. And so now if I want to get lunch with someone, we have to put in the effort to make it work. And it's further complicated or made difficult by the fact that we have a lot more responsibilities and things that we are juggling on top of our studies compared to high school. I guess in high school, people are a little bit more tunnel visioned because, or have tunnel vision because most of people, like most people are prioritizing their studies first and specifically the year 12 end of year exams. So, Things that they may be doing on the side, such as having a high school partner or like for me, I was able to balance like being in a relationship for some of high school as well as doing debating and swimming after school and playing violin. But like the the extracurriculars were never more important than like the time that I put to do my work and to study in uni it's a little bit different in uni sometimes I will prioritize one of my extracurriculars because I know like this is important for my sanity and my mental health and I will prioritize this now even if it means that I don't study tonight or I'm in a more serious relationship now than I was in high school and the commitment is a lot more in terms of time and the emotional investment I'm putting into my relationship with my boyfriend. So if I've got like this, the same 24 hours a day, but I'm investing a lot more into my relationships and my extracurriculars and my hobbies and, you know, the things that I do outside of my studies, I'm definitely going to have a more packed schedule on top of the fact that my studies in university are more time consuming than they were in school.
every factor of my life is requiring a little bit more energy and time, then it makes sense that making time for my friends and my loved ones outside of everything is going to be a little bit more difficult. I also wanted to talk about my current situation with like the difficulty that I'm finding with making new friends or even being able to spend more time with my current friends given that I'm on placement. And this is something that I've thought about for a while, but I haven't heard anybody talk about this and I'm not sure if it's because it's not a common thing, therefore people don't really talk much about it, or if it is common but people just don't think about it, or it, I don't, I don't know. But I have mentioned this to one other person and who's also doing placements and she said, like, I to- she said she totally understands But she just, the way that she interacts with people at her hospital is a little bit different. So she doesn't really relate entirely. And I'll talk about that now. So for the entire time I'm at the hospital, I'm either listening to someone talk to me or like trying to listen to a conversation between two people and understand what's going on for my learning. And most of the time I struggle or talking to someone like I'm always in a conversation or trying to understand or decipher a conversation or sometimes I'm taking a history from a patient or joking around with my friends in the in the common room or you know getting taught by someone so I feel like I am using my social battery for every minute that I'm in the hospital with the only exception of the sweet and peaceful library where I feel like I I can rest sometimes and I feel like the reason why I get so much study done in the hospital sometimes is I go in there to rest like to to be in silence and that's where I might be you know writing some notes down or summarizing my notes or you know doing something that doesn't require me listening to someone talk like a lecture and back to where I was going. So when I leave at the end of a seven hour day, I still have seven hours left of my life until bedtime. So technically I do have the time to go meet, like to go meet up with some friends, um, to catch up with people. But most of the time I don't because I feel like I'm talked out and listened out from hospital and I'm just so tired. I don't even have the energy to like undergo another catch-up and even if I like that's on the days where I do have time the rest of the like days I need to be studying or getting ready for the next day by reading up on you know the things that I would be looking at and this entire cycle of spending my entire social battery at the hospital going home and then having to like sit in silence to recover from the social exhaustion of being at the hospital and this happening five days a week for 18 weeks in a row until I get my three-week break is exhausting. But more worrisome than exhausting is the fact that 
this is likely to be something that extends beyond this year because I have rotations and it's probably going to be worse worse next year as well because this year I am with the same people at least for um, like my tutes and things. But next year, it's not the same people throughout the year. I have rotation, like I move hospitals every few weeks and that happens for next year and the year after as well. And I also noticed that doctors in their 30s also rotate. So it's not like you graduate and you just have to like endure maybe three months, uh, like a couple of years of rotations and then you, you graduate and then you are able to stay at the same hospital and like make the same friends for life at the same hospital. Like that's not the case because people rotate so much. And if I'm entering an industry that's extremely social and I use my entire social battery towards bonding with and building my friendships with the people that I see in the hospital every day. And I do this because like, I choose to. Like, the, It's the most natural thing to do. These people I see every day, I will make friends. So it's like, I will make friends with them and I will get close to them. So it's not to say that I don't have friends or don't have friends in the hospital. My concern is... I am, my whole social battery is spent making friends or building my friends inside the hospital because it's, you know, it makes sense. I'm with them all day. But then how am I supposed to have the energy to, you know, talk to people outside of the hospital? And at this point, I'm not even asking to make new friends. Like that's not even a concern or a priority for me right now. It's just, I want some energy and time to catch up with my old friends and this is particularly true for a friend that I've had for nine years now like we've this is not even like someone I've been distant with ever like we've been quite close for the entire nine years that we've known each other and she also got into the same um, degree as well so she's also doing hospital placements and I want to have like I want to be able to finish a long day and then drive to her house and see her or go out for dinner together but like I don't really do that because I'm so tired and I'm, I'm exhausted from the talking and this has been on my mind a lot I've just noticed that like this is not something that just happens to students but happens to people after they graduate as well and I'm don't have solutions for this I just have concerns that there is a pattern that I've noticed and people will get close to the people, their, their co-workers that they see for many hours every day. But my concern is if these friendships are the only friendships they get around to invest into and, you know, you know, grow, but these friendships become so fleeting because people have six or 10 week rotations then what are the implications of being in this career and what is its effect on my ability to grow long-term, lifelong friendships? And while I don't have a solution to this because I think this is just a part of the job um, and 
And it's definitely not something that is unique to medicine. I'm sure there are many jobs where people will rotate or people, you know, have to move between states to do jobs for every a couple months, a couple weeks. I just, like, I did, this is not something that I was expecting to have to think about or to encounter when, when I started uni. And, yeah, like, the, the, the amount of studying that would be required, like, that can be, all be anticipated, but this, not really. And I, I am frustrated a little bit because I don't have a solution to it because it's just part of, like, the, the, not the system, but it's just part of, part of just, it's just fact of life. And I don't know what I can do to fix it. And even though I don't have things to fix this in particular, I do want to discuss some things that I've learned from making new friends in uni. And I think most people or many people will already be doing this subconsciously. But if you would like to sort of have better conversations and then then doing these things a bit more consciously can help with making new friends or bonding with people. So the first thing that I've learned is talking about interests and hobbies is really important, which, which is something I already knew from high school. And it was how I made a lot of my friends in year seven. I had this little not script, but like every new person I met, I remember this specifically, every new person I met in year seven, I asked them about their sports, their musical instrument, and their house. Like not the, like their home, but like the, the team or the, the, the group that they've been allocated to by the school. There are four to six houses in, um, all the schools and each house has a color. My house was the red color. So that's something I already knew in high school, but something like new is it doesn't have to be common interests. And sometimes having different interests can make a conversation a little bit more interesting, even if that means that you can't discuss something that you have in common. So when I'm finding a conversation is not very enjoyable or like I'm finding that I'm losing a little bit interest in the person and the conversation. I just take the conversation back to the other person's interests. Why not mine? Well, if I were to talk about something that I was interested in and they also had interested interest in it too, I guess that would be inter- like fun to talk about. Like if someone else was also doing Pilates classes, I would like be able to talk about, oh, like which studios have you tried and which one did you like the most? Or which studios do you know do like really good, have really good music or have the best vibe, have the best decorations in the studio or have the best um, like repertoire of moves. But if that they're not interested in the conversation, like in the thing that I'm talking about, then like that doesn't make them a more interesting person to talk to. It just means that I am just talking about something that I care about and then they will just have to listen. Whereas for me, if it's the other way around and I like, I listen to someone's interests, even if I don't care about it, 
I think I just like listening to people's thoughts about things that they care about. Just like the conversation I was telling you about at the start of this episode with the with the guy in the in the train talking about his YouTube channel. And this is particularly important for conversations with people who are a bit more closed off and shy. There's a false characterization or misconception that people who are a bit more introverted are less interesting. And that's like I've like that's not true at all because it's just that like they're not talking their head off, but they definitely have something that's interesting about them. And even if it takes a little bit more, you know, encouragement or it means that I have to take the first step in sharing a bit more than I normally would just so they can feel comfortable to share as well. But letting someone or encouraging someone to talk about something that they care about lets them showcase the most interesting parts about them. And this benefits both of the parties involved in the conversation. It benefits them because they are they feel like they're on a roll. It makes you have made them feel like, oh like, oh I'm really I've got so much to say in this and this is so fun for me. They it makes them enjoy the conversation. It makes me enjoy the conversation because I get to see something interesting about them and I don't have to listen to like, you know, like like I get to see a side to them that I might have not seen before. Also, in the case where it's a hobby that I don't know much about, it gives me a chance to learn. Unless it's something like sport. In my opinion, I don't think that it, like if I were to talk to someone and they start telling me about a sport that they're interested in, it I just immediately shut down. I am not listening and I have a friend in particular who loves soccer, basketball and Formula One. And when we take the train together, like he just talks about I don't even know like he's just trying to explain the rules to me for some of the games and it's just it's just not interesting and I feel so disengaged from the conversations I guess it's because it's just like the rules or it's just like you know someone doing this amazing thing in this sport whereas when he talks about like the interesting stuff in the sports it's always about the people like I don't know the teams and I don't know the names of the people but there's this sport I think it's soccer or rugby where one of the players who's already in a relationship cheated on his girlfriend with the girlfriend of another player or something like something like, like like that. That is juicy and that is interesting. But to tell me about the moves that they're making in the sport, I'm just not engaged. Um and wait, back to back to what we were talking about before. So similarly when um so when they're sharing something that they find interesting, when I am talking about something that I find interesting, I feel like it lets my personality shine a bit more. And the reason why I feel like I don't really let a lot of my personality come through in conversations is I feel very detached in most of the conversations that I have with people that I'm not very close to. I don't feel like, 
Like, it's not that I don't open up, because I know I definitely do, and I'm very emotionally vulnerable, but I still, like, I speak very formally in conversations, and you might have also noticed in, like, earlier podcast episodes, I think this one is the one where I feel the most comfortable with, um, but earlier podcast episodes, I feel like I'm just being very careful with my words and having to feel very, like, having to speak very eloquently, um, and precise and limit the use of filler words which is something that everyone I reckon everyone should do all the time anyway but yeah I normally just speak very formally to most of the people in my life and the only way or the only times when that doesn't happen for me is when I'm talking about the things that I'm interested in or the books that I'm interested in or the movies that I've recently watched that I I'm so excited to talk about. Another aspect or another reason why it's important to talk about, or not important to, but it's a good idea to talk about your hobbies when you meet people or when you're sort of connecting with people is talking about your hobbies and things things that you're interested in will always be more interesting and engaging than talking about work, especially when that the other person does not like the, their line of work. I think this happens, like, there, there are several sort of branches or aspect to this point. One being, like, if you're talking to someone in your line of work who is your superior, definitely you're going to have to, you know, be more respectful, be more formal with them if you're talking about their work. But... Outside of work hours, if you're in your lunch break or whatever, if you're talking about your hobbies, it allows you to sort of forego some of the hierarchy, workplace hierarchy, that's really prominent in professions like medicine and law. And you just get to be two people who love the countryside or two people who love um, Arctic monkeys, you know? Um and another thing is it also makes the tension and the anxiety of talking to someone who's your senior go away when you're talking about something that you have common ground with, something that's not profession related. The other aspect of this point, which is very different, and it's that if someone doesn't enjoy their work and you sort of bring up, oh, like what do you do for work or what did you do today at work trying to while trying to make conversation I just think that is not a very good move unless they really like want to tell you about it or like really love their work because if someone feels resentment against their job or against their employer then they're going to subconsciously associate their negative feelings towards work with the feelings that they have towards you because they talked about work with you and they did not enjoy that conversation. So they're just going to subconsciously think that you are not a good conversation maker. And I know these are assertions and in this episode, because most of these ideas are coming from sort of my own mind that they're not backed up with psychology in the way that some other episodes have been but I feel very strongly about this and 
for, I feel like this is true for me and it might not be true for everyone. The final thing I'm going to talk about is the importance of being openly vulnerable and authentic while forming friendships. This is like the, the title of this is definitely not a hot take. I mean, everyone knows if you're trying to meet people, if you're trying to make friends, you just have to be yourself. But this is more than just being yourself. For me, this is showing people more sides of yourself than I guess I am comfortable with or I would have done in the past. And this is obviously only when it's appropriate. Like you would never show sort of parts of your personality, specific parts of your personality to your family members or to your co-workers, right? But in general, I think, well, I have this feeling of, or this feeling, like I feel a bit pressured to or inclined to only be open with my happy and excited feelings, my feelings of happiness and excitement and when I feel disappointed in myself or frustrated at a circumstance or embarrassed about doing something those feelings like I really suppress them if I'm in public and I will only explore them when I journal later that night or I'll just ponder over them in my head but like I don't I'm not very comfortable at the moment with letting negative emotions sit as they are in public settings. And the harm of this is it makes me unintentionally very unauthentic in public or in social situations because it's, I'm only willing to share the happy side of myself. So those are my was it witterings witterings about making friends in high school and how it's different from making friends in uni and I hope that you enjoyed this episode whether or not you felt like you could relate to this strongly or not I had fun and I enjoy sort of talking about some of the things that I experience with making friends in my 20s and I know that I definitely haven't covered all the bases of making friends in my 20s and I think like there will definitely be more episodes coming out in the future about friendships because I think friendships is such an important part of your 20s. Thanks for tuning in and I will see you next week.